Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer, then no time left for a jog. When everyone else is relying on you, it's easy to put your needs last. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist online, so you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. Gotta walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer practice, then... There goes the extra time for a jog. (sighs) That's okay. Maybe next week. When everyone else relies on you, it's easy to put your needs last. Therapy is a dedicated time to focus on what you need to be happy. So you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. BetterHelp offers convenient online therapy on your schedule. It's the same professional service you'd get from an in-person therapist, but with the option to communicate when and how you want, by chat, phone, or video call. Go to their site and fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in. New episode, Music is Love Language. I'm your host, Clint Coley. No AKAs, but I am promoting something real quick. First thing, I'm promoting two things. First thing I'm promoting is Philadelphia. If you live in Philly and you're listening to this message, I will. I feel like Usher. I'm going to be doing a residency. I'm going to be doing a residency at the Punchline Comedy Club each week in May, starting May 9th. So May 9th, May 16th, May 23rd, May 30th. Every Tuesday in May, I will be hosting Clint Coley and Friends at the Punchline Comedy Club. I want you guys to come out. And guess what? The best part about it is tickets is only $10. All right? Tickets is only $10. If I'm not worth $10, then I need to give up stand-up. So again, every week, Punchline Comedy Club. That's every Tuesday at Punchline Comedy Club. I'm going to be there. I got a residency. Well, I feel like I do. And uh, tickets are $10. Please do me a favor. Come through. Um, Click the link in the description of this episode to get your tickets. And also, last but not least, I am raising money for a film. All you got to do is buy one of these shirts that, I'm ha- that I have on right now. Go to www.myediblekickedin.com and please do me a favor and get you a shirt. That helps me out so I can raise money for this film. The goal is $15,000. I want to raise that goal. I want to raise that money by, by my birthday, which is June 20th. We are already at $1,000. So please, I really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support that you already have. And yeah, just buy a shirt, man. They $20. That's it. They $20. They're not out of reach. It ain't nothing crazy. It's literally $20, all right? And you'll get your shirt within like three to five days. Now, all right, cool. We have got that out the way. Let's get down to business. So I'm putting a date to this episode. Today, the episode, well, today that I'm recording recording this is Wednesday, April 26th. When you hear this, it will be Friday, April 28th. Um, April 28th is an interesting day for me. Because April 28th is the day that my father died. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a, my, I'm, you know, I'm a, I, I, you can't say you're a daddy's boy. That's, that's a pause. 
<laughs> he probably looking at me like I got a paint in my pop in his jaw. He like nigga, what? <laughs> what? Uh, but uh, no, but my, I'm I'm definitely my father's son. You know what I'm saying? In more ways than one. And my dad is the one who put me on music. So this episode is Mr. Herm's episode. All right. Now y'all may be like, oh man, I don't want to hear that old shit or whatever. It don't matter. I'm talking about my dad today. I'm talking about the music that he put me on to. And hopefully it can put y'all on to some shit. My dad was a big fan of jazz and musicianship and stuff like that. So if you guys are a fan of that or if you if you like, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm underestimating y'all. Y'all music lovers. That's fucked up. I said to y'all, I'm like, yo, if you love music, then this is the podcast for you. If you are turning in, if I got your ears, that means that you love music. I should already assume that whatever my dad put me on to, and then I put you on to, you going to fuck with it. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Let's talk about a couple of things. So let's talk about how my dad, how, why music is so important to me and my father. So my dad was a trumpet player growing up. My dad played in the school band, all of that. My dad was a trumpet player. To me, the greatest trumpet players of all time, Miles Davis, Quincy Jones, my dad. Uh, Yeah, you can't tell me otherwise. (laughs) Can't tell me otherwise. Miles Davis, Quincy Jones, Mr. Herm. Y'all niggas looking like, so what? Fight me. No, I'm playing. But anyway, but my dad was a trumpet player. um, And... Uh, also, he had a, he had a, my dad was in a band. They had like a, he had a band and they opened for Cool in the Gang a couple times. Yay. His band was called the Soul Fundamentals. Now I can see why he probably didn't make it. That name was ass. I'm sorry, Pop. That name was, that name was Cheeks. The Soul, I think it's cool because it's my dad, but to the outside world, let's be real, y'all. Clint, like, like, do me a favor. When you listen to this episode, let me know if the name is Cheeks or not. Just DM me or send me a message like, yo, that, that shit is Cheeks, Clint. And it's okay, right? But my dad had a band, <laughs> my dad had a band called Fun, the Soul Fundamentals. And that's, that's, that's dope. That's dope, right? Like, you know, in the 70s, because so real quick, my dad, uh, my dad was born in 1953. Around the time he had his band was probably like the end of high school going into like his early years of work. So I'm going to say somewhere around 1971-ish and 1980 is when my dad was playing music in the band called the Soul Fundamentals. Now, what I liked about, what I like is, is that, you know, my dad, what he used to do is when we talked about music and stuff like that, he would always point out the horn section. My dad was a big, big fan of horn sections. I'll be like, so then I, I would ask, I would say, Dad, who would you say has great horns? The first people he said, the first group he said that has great horns is Tower of Power. Tower of Power. If you ever get a chance, if you like horns, if you want to hear, you know, Tower of Power. And as a matter of fact, I will even give you a specific song where the horns are going off in even the first couple seconds of the song. You're still a young man. You're still a young man. Look that up by Tower of Power. I asked my dad, I said, who got good good horns? He told me when he was here, it was Tower of Power. And then he also told me, he said, yo, listen to this. I listened to it. He wasn't wrong. Who else had a good horn section? Of course, the elements. See, a lot of y'all look at Earth, Wind, and Fire as reasons and their 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 hits, and you know what I'm saying. But Earth, Wind, and Fire, 
is the baddest band to ever walk this earth. Period. Earth, wind, and fire. Nobody's going to disagree with me to that. And that's not a hot take. But to me, they are the baddest fucking band to ever walk this earth. I've never heard nothing corny from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Here's how dope they are. They was making music way before I was even thought of. And the fact that the matter is that I can still listen to them today and you put on some Earth, Wind, and they never get old. When does wind and fire and earth get old? Let's, let's have that real conversation. Like, they fit the name. Earth, Wind, and Fire is the perfect name for them guys. Earth, Wind, and Fire never plays out. You always going to need earth. I mean, I guess until we, you know, the shit is over. But you always going to need some wind. Got to blow out your candles. You know what I'm saying? You need a good, cool breeze on a nice summer day. You know what I'm saying? You always need some wind. And nigga, who don't need fire? We always need fire. I mean, and, and I'm not just talking about cooking. We need fire mixtapes. We need fire podcasts. Everything that Earth, like I've never heard no corny shit from Earth, Wind, and Fire. They live up to their name. They are the elements. They are everything. So, but, 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 but what I want to say is though, their horn section was crazy. I seen them live. I seen Earth, Wind, and Fire live at the Hollywood Bowl in 2014. Let me tell you what I learned from them that day. Never forget Earth, Wind, and Fire. Show starts at 8 o'clock. Me and my lady at the time, we there on time. 8.05 comes around. Earth, Wind, and Fire on stage. If Earth, Wind, and Fire don't make me wait, who the fuck are you? Pointing at you, all you musicians and concert motherfuckers out there, who are you to make me wait? If Earth, Wind, and Fire don't make me wait, nobody should make me wait. And I'm not saying you, I mean, I mean if you got opening acts and okay, that's cool. But if Earth, Wind, and Fire don't make me wait, your concert shouldn't start. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Late either. Point blank period. Earth, Wind, but then again, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they, you know, I saw them in 2014. It was a little, I mean, I'm not saying they was bad. I'm saying they were old. I mean, like physically, like they old. So maybe like they want to start at 805 because the motherfuckers need to be in bed by 12. I get it. I get it. But shout out to Philip Bailey. Shout out to Verdine White. Shout out to Maurice White. Rest in peace. I wonder if my dad get, got, I wonder if they both went to heaven. You know, my dad got to meet him. My dad's big Maurice White fan. But anyway, Earth, Wind, and Fire, horn section, crazy. Um, my favorite song where it really showcases their horns is Gotta Get You Into My Life, that song. Gotta, gotta Get You Into My Life by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That song really showcased how great their horn section is. All right? Now, of course, they got other joints, and man, we ain't got to... But Earth, Wind, and Fire as a horn section was great. Um, my, also, my dad also told me Chicago. The band Chicago. Hold on. My dad put me on this album. Chicago Transit Authority. CTA. But the group name is Chicago. And, and, and they had a good, they got a good ass horn section. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to um, listen to on this album, on this album that I'm uh, the Chicago Transit Authority album, listen to this first. I think it's the introduction. 
Listen to introduction. Beautiful, 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 beautiful fucking horns and beautiful, beautiful, beautiful musicianship. And last but not least, another another people, another group that had good horns is the average white band. The average white band, AWB. Can we talk about this this cover for a second by average white band? Y'all always be talking about young niggas and how we be doing and our album and our and our shit is provocative. You literally got ass as a W average white band. You're not even singing about ass on this album. You got ass on this joint. In 19, when did this record come out? This is Atlanta Records 1974. You got ass on your cover in 1974. And she don't even got a fat ass. This is a, I mean, this is a white ass. This is a white band and a white ass. <laughs> this is a white band with a white ass. I can respect that. I'm glad you, because I ain't gonna lie. I thought we all, I mean, a lot of us thought average white band was, 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 was black sometimes with the music they had. If you ever listen to, I love of your own. Beautiful, beautiful. I thought that was niggas. But anyway, yeah. White ass. White band. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. By the way, y'all, if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're just listening to this in your Honda or your Beamer or your Legend or your Benz, um, you should you should be um you should be watching on YouTube. I, I you know I use I show the records. I got props. I, you know make make it funny. You know what I mean? That's it. But let's keep talking. So my dad was a trumpet player, though, right? So he was the reason why I got into music. Did you know about the hit y'all with something? Did you know? So, with my bad dad being a trumpet player, in, in second, I think in third grade, I was allowed to play the recorder. My dad didn't really take an interest in that. He didn't give a fuck about me playing the recorder. Nobody cared about us playing in the recorder back in the day. But what I will say is my dad did put me on the following year when I was in, uh, when I was in fourth grade, I was in the band. In fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade, I was in school band. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell y'all, I played the saxophone. I thought the trumpet was corny. Sorry. But I played the saxophone. I played the saxophone. And not only did I play the saxophone, my dad is the reason why I know how to read music. Yeah, y'all ain't know that. I know how to read music. Now, I'm not a musician. But my dad, so let me tell y'all this. My mom put me on to a lot of like the popular records. And my mom was the one who put me on to like, she was the one playing the dope shit. No, no diss to my pop. He was playing dope shit too. But my mom was playing the popular shit. So like my mom was the one who put me on the baby face. And my mom was the one who put me on the, you know, new edition when I was younger. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like groups before my time. My mom, you know, my mom was into that. Parliament, Funkadelic, all of that. But my dad was the one, again, who put me on to musicianship. My dad was like, I felt like my dad was like Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee and my dad got a lot in common. Reminds me a lot of my dad. But he put me on to actual playing music, reading music. So yes, I can read a sheet music. I can read sheet music. I know an eighth note, half note, whole note, quarter note, all of that. I know how to play an eighth note, half note, quarter note, whole note, all of that. I know A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, I, I, yeah. I know, and I can play, I can play the saxophone proficiently. Not, I'm not Kenny G or Grover Washington or no shit like that. I'm not. But I played the saxophone as a woodwind instrument. My dad put me on. And every night, my dad would make sure I would practice. And then when my dad would pull out his trumpet, I thought, when I was, this is how corny I was, man. When I was a kid, 
when my dad would pull out his trumpet and I thought and he pulled out his, I pulled out my sax, I thought we was a band. I don't think I ever told my pop that. I thought we were a fucking band. I thought we was the Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> it was, well, Blues Brothers like 96. But <laughs> I thought we was, I thought me and my pop was, I thought we was dim niggas. You couldn't tell me nothing. I played the sax. He played, he played the horns. All, I mean, he played the, the trumpet. All we needed was a drummer and a guitar player and a keyboard. And we lit. We lit. Speaking of saxophone players, got to shout out a saxophone player. I think it was it's Jill Scott's uh, saxophone player. His name is Mike Phillips. Mike Phillips. If y'all listen to The Way Live, that motherfucker ain't playing with y'all. Listen to Jill Scott's The Way Live. Uh, Mike Phillips, That's I, think, I believe that's his name. He playing the sax. He killing it. He killing it. He's killing it. That's neither here nor there. So yeah, man, my dad, me and my dad, our music, our music shit, it goes a little bit deeper than just putting me on the songs. Like when my dad was listening to music and we would sit down and actually like, so in my older years, right, or in his older years before, you know, when I would go to Philadelphia, me and my dad would literally, I'd go to his house and I'd, I'd, we'd order some wings and I'd, we'd drink. We'd drink Grand Marnier and we'd drink, um, we'd drink Hennessy, um, nigga shit. And he'd have a Heineken and we'd sit there and just listen to jazz and, and whatever else. And, and, and my thing is we weren't listening just to be like, like we weren't listening to sing. We were literally, me and my dad played the air instruments during a song. Do you, let me ask y'all a question. Do you play the air instruments during the song? It's one thing to, 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 to sing the chorus and sing the, sing the, the lyrics, but do you play the, do you be there? Do, 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 like, do you do that? Do you be you be playing the guitar? Do you play the bass? Do you play the trumpet? Do you play air instruments? When you, that's how I know you really fuck with music. If you playing air instruments, you bout it. Singing is one thing. Air instruments, that's some other, that's some next level shit. You really, you really in this with us. Shout out to the music lovers, man. So yeah. You know, I I, you know, we, my dad, you know, it was, it was, um. It was it was it was a great. I, I can honestly say we had a really great relationship through music. We had a really great. My dad was the first. Me and my dad, when it came to sharing music, we that was the first person I ever shared music with, and who shared music with me. That was the first person I ever shared music with, and he ever shared music with me. Let me start off with what he shared. Shared this album, Steely Dan, Asia. Now, we know there's a lot, of, a lot of black girls named after this album. If your name is AJA, you were named after this. Now, this album, Steely Dan's Asia album, has the infamous Black Cow, right? And for those of y'all that don't know what Black Cow is, the, the sam- they, it was sampled by Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn. So, doom, 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 doom. Boom, doom, doom. Yeah. So, so that's that's this. This album, first of all, Steely Dan. This album is a ring. This Steely Dan album is a ring. It moved the genre forward. The track listing, they got one, two, three, four, five, six. They got seven songs. They seven for seven on this John. 
And it passed the test of time because I can put this Steely Dan album on today and it still slaps. Now, I know you young niggas might not care about this. When did this album come out? This album came out in 1977. This album came out in 1977. As a matter of fact, this is my father's copy of this album. This album makes, this is, this is, a, this is, this is a classic. This is a, this is a ring. My dad put me on that. Uh, my dad also put me on to Roy Ayers. Roy Ayers. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Now, if y'all don't know who Roy Ayers is, this motherfucker is the baddest xylophone player you've ever heard in your life. Now, I didn't know that black people even played the xylophone, let alone Roy Ayers. Roy Ayers, yo... I seen, so, see, let me tell y'all, I go to concerts, man. I seen Roy Ayers live. He was opening for Queen Latifah at the Hollywood Bowl. I seen Roy Ayers play the xylophone to perfection. I ain't never seen nothing like that. You want to hear somebody who makes this, he makes the xylophone sound so heavenly. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. And I want you on this album, on this album, right? Two joints where he really go off on the xylophone. I want you to go off. I want you to listen to Lifeline, and I want you to listen to Cincinnati Growl. I want you to listen to Cincinnati Growl. My man, I ain't... The xylophone, motherfuckers. Yeah, we all know some guitar players. We all know some bad bass players. We all know some bad drummers, all of that. Give the xylophone players some something. Remember, you know, just you know, did Jay Z tell Just Blake get a drummer some? Give the xylophone players some. Give Roy Ayers some. When he be playing and I be listening to his shit, I be thinking I'm play. I play the Ayers xylophone. I play the Ayers xylophone. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. By the way, you do know this episode is coming with a playlist, right? Yeah, cool. We on the same page? Y'all good with that? Cool. The link is in the description of this episode. Let's keep talking. My dad really put me on to. My dad is the one who shaped my, who helped me, who helped shape my ear to music. My dad is the reason I don't have limited ears. That's the thing, right? You are like when it comes to music, right? I don't have conversations or I can't talk to people who have limited ears. You don't have to like everything, but there's some point where you got to admit where the shit is, where you got to realize, oh, I can't do that, right? Like, I don't like every Prince song. Prince is not, 
His, he's not, he, you know, I don't, I'm not a, I don't like every song. I love Prince, but I'm, I'm just saying I don't like every song he's ever made, right? But I do know that Prince played damn near every fucking instrument. And I, and I hear the musicianship no matter what he does, right? Same thing with Quincy Jones. I don't like everything that Quincy Jones has ever made, which we're going to get, him, get into him in a second. We, I don't like everything Quincy Jones ever made. But guess what? I hear the musicianship. And I can listen to Quincy Jones as well as listen to Nas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be well-rounded. I want to be eclectic. Not electric, eclectic. Stupid. If you, y'all, if you don't know the reference, please do me a favor. And turn off the podcast. All right? Walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer, then no time left for a jog. When everyone else is relying on you, it's easy to put your needs last. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist online, so you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. But yes, being eclectic, that is the, that's, that's something that's important to me. I like motherfuckers who got well-rounded ears. I don't like you ever you ever seen y'all ever seen uh, I think I love my wife with uh, Chris Rock and Kerry Washington and uh, Kerry, they switch iPods and Kerry Washington says you got some nigga ears yeah yeah I, I, and I'm not saying that you just got to listen to music that you know just have a well-rounded taste that's what my dad left me with he didn't leave me with anything else he left me with very well-rounded taste. Um, real quick while I'm in the middle of this podcast, just in case y'all like to skip the messages or whatever, Philly, real quick, I'm going to be in Philly every week in May, starting May 9th. So every Tuesday, I got a show at the uh, Punchline Comedy Club. Do me a favor, get your tickets. They're only $10. The link is in the description of this episode. Also, I am trying to raise money for a film. Do me a favor, click the link in the, in the description of this, myediblekickedin.com. Get you a shirt, only twenty dollars. You and it go and it goes to and it goes to this film. We've already raised a thousand. We're trying to raise fifteen thousand. Appreciate y'all. All right. Um, I want to talk about somebody else. My dad put me on to. Now, my dad is the biggest Quincy Jones fan. Period. Like, my dad. If if there's anybody. Who, like, okay, you know, my children are going to know that my favorite rapper is LL Cool J. Like, if I died today or something ever happened to me or anything like that, you know for a fact you got to put on some LL Cool J. If you want to remember me and you want to, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be morbid, y'all. I'm in a good place, all right? I'm in a great space. I mean, not, 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 I mean, you know, not, not right now or not today. I mean, as you listen to this on Friday, you can be like, is he good? No, 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 no. I'm not good on Friday, but overall, <laughs> I'm good. You see what I'm saying? But if you know, but if you ever need to know anything, know that LL Cool J gotta be played. Just know that. Like if y'all, y'all, you know, you, you gotta play some LL, some Uncle L. That's so much damage he does. Here's $5, take your taxi cab, take your rhymes around the corner to the rap rehab. That's on Break of Dawn, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out, 1990. That was an MC Hammer and Ice-T disc. Neither here nor there, though. Play that. My dad is a big Quincy Jones fan. Now, 
My introduction to Quincy Jones, of course, like everybody's introduction to Quincy Jones, was off the wall, thriller, and bad. Now, let's have this conversation real quick. Speaking of off the wall, thriller, and bad. Real music people know that Off the Wall is his best album, right? Like, we, we, we can talk about all the other albums. We can talk about the success, blah, 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 blah. But we all know that Off the Wall is the best album. And it ain't close, by the way. Like, if we talking just music, Quincy Jones wasn't fucking playing on Off the Wall. And Mike wasn't playing on Off the Wall. But Quincy Jones really wasn't playing on Off the Wall. My dad is the biggest Quincy Jones fan. So outside of my outside of off the wall. So first of all, my dad made me listen to off the wall. I remember one time when I was growing up, you know, I was listening to Michael Jackson. It was it was some, I think I was listening to beat it or some shit like that. And I remember like listening to beat it. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, yo, this guitar is crazy, blah, 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 blah. And my dad said, nah, 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 nah. Listen to this. Played me the off the wall album. And every every instrument you could hear. Doom, 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 doom. Like, you know, off the wall. That's a beautiful. Oh my God. I, I, we could have a whole nother conversation about the off the wall album. But so my so my dad was a big Quincy Jones fan. But outside of Off the Wall Thriller, right? My dad put me on to music that 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 Quincy Jones did outside of that. Like my dad put me on. To the first, the first time I was I was really introduced to Quincy Jones outside of that was Back on the Block. Was this album, the Back on the Block album? All right, go 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 oh, Back on the Block. Yes, yes, this album. Now, this is wild because I don't know how old Quincy Jones was around this time when he made this album. This album, let me see, it came out in 1989. This album, Back on the Block, came out in 1989. Quincy Jones at that point was had to be what? He was born in like 35. Motherfucker was in his mid-50s. But that album is crazy. Back on the block is crazy. So Quincy Jones, man, um, I remember my dad let me hear. I remember the first time I heard The Secret Garden. <sighs> Yo. Now, can I say this? I don't know if The Secret Garden is the greatest sex songs of, of all time. I can't say that. But what I can say is The Secret Garden might be the most sensual song I've ever heard in my life. The Secret Garden is so, so, so sensual. That is a beautiful, like, The Secret Garden makes me want to touch myself. And I don't mean like, rub. My, I don't mean like, like I mean like, it makes me want to do this. In the garden. I'm sorry for the visual, y'all, but like that's what the secret garden make me do. That's what it do. I'll take good care of you. Like, nigga, what? Like, shit, that's what a man is supposed to do. Nigga, that's central as fuck, yo. But let's talk about that record for a second. That record to me is exactly what encompasses Quincy Jones. He has the perfect singers. On the perfect beat, on the perfect instrumentals. If you think I'm gonna take care of you, if you think I got what you need, everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Show you right. So who's on that record? 
It's Barry White, I'll be sure, James Ingram, and El DeBarge. That's a dope-ass fucking lineup. And so many ranges of voices. James Ingram can sing. I don't know if y'all know that. I may not know about my man James Ingram. James Ingram can sing. First of all, Quincy Jones wouldn't call you if you can't sing. I just thought about that. I just thought about that. I just thought about that. But let's talk about Quincy Jones real quick and just the whole totality of music. Quincy Jones is the greatest musician to ever walk this earth. Period. Quincy Jones is better than Beethoven. He better than Bach. He better than Stroud. Whoever, whoever, whoever you, anybody over there, you know, all you, all that symphony, symphonic shit, anybody you, hey, London, England, uh, 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 France, give me your best composer. He ain't fucking with Quincy Jones. All them composers that you tell me is great. You know, we talking Bach, Beethoven, all them people over there. You give me your best composer, black people, we got Quincy Jones. He's the greatest musician to walk the planet. If you disagree with me, we can take it to Chicago and fight. I mean that. Name me somebody, music-wise, who knows more than Quincy Jones. I'm waiting. The motherfucker had two brain aneurysms and then made off-the-wall thriller and bad. Nigga had two brain aneurysms, then makes off the wall thrilling back. What kind of shit is that? Quincy Jones had a heart. Let me tell you how great Quincy Jones is. Quincy Jones is so great, he didn't even need off the wall thrilling back to solidify his legacy. He was a legend before that. Anybody do your research. Before off the wall thrilling back, if Quincy Jones would have died 1978 we'd be still talking about how great he is today. Off the Wall Thrilling Bad is literally like the separator. Off the Wall Thrilling Bad is Tom Brady's last three rings. He didn't really need them, but while we're here, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. The motherfucker had the most rings already. Do I need to go down the list? Motherfucker did the Sanford and Son theme. He did the Wiz soundtrack, a ring. He composed for Frank Sinatra. What? Yo. And not, I'm, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, this, it's a whole bunch of shit in there. The Brothers Johnson, I can go on and on for days. He had rings before. Nigga, this album is a ring by Quincy Jones. This album is a ring. Come on, man. Quincy Jones is him. If you are a musician and you say you're him, you are not. You are him junior. Quincy Jones is him. One of one. Can't be duplicated. Can't be can't be copied. The motherfucker is in his 90s and he's still making music. Now granted, I mean he ain't. <laughs> Quincy Jones like 90 some years old, still got still still Nigga, you are you talking to me? You talking to you're talking you're talking to me about the guy who made human nature. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Quincy Jones, though, my dad, and also what my dad and Quincy Jones had in common. Quincy Jones, at heart, 
is a trumpet player. He played in Lionel Hampton's band as a trumpet player. That's where my dad and Quincy Jones connected. Quincy Jones always had fire-ass horns. If you listen to Off the Wall, Bad and Thriller, there are horns that are, he's giving you horns. He's giving you horns. Mm. He's giving you horns. So, I'm a, I'm a, hey man, you can't say nothing bad to me in front of my face about Quincy Jones. Um, this next record, Freddie Jackson. Uh, you rock me tonight. Now, my dad was not a Freddie Jackson fan. My dad was not a Freddie Jackson fan. My dad, the thing is, Freddie Jackson reminds me of my dad. Um, and not, you know, because mainly here's what happened. So my mom used to go out dancing all the time, right? Like in Philly, line dancing is a thing, right? And in Philly, doing the bop is a thing. If you don't know what the bop is, Google it. Just Google the Philly Philly and the bop. We be getting down out there, right? I say all that to say my dad can't dance worth a shit. But mom used to like going out and getting a bop on. Mom used to like getting the bop, getting the bop on. As my mom, and that's crazy. As I'm as I'm recording this pop, mom, you know what's funny? I was just talking about you. I'm, on, I'm I'm recording right now. I literally just said, "Mom," and you called me. I heard you. You heard me. I wasn't saying nothing bad though. I was talking about I was talking about the time. Uh, no, I just heard your voice. I heard it in my head. Okay. Well, I was talking about the time uh, Daddy learned how to uh, do the bop. <laughs> I told him. I told him with a broomstick. And I told him with the doorknob. That's right. So, yeah, I was talking about the time. I was, that's why I said I don't, my dad didn't like Freddie Jackson, but Freddie Jackson reminds me of my father and you because my dad, you know, he was doing the bop. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Uh, but I'm going to call you back after I've done this episode. Yeah, call me back because I got some bullshit I got to talk about. My, <laughs> Damn. You, uh, people can hear me? I, they, I mean, people, I, I'm not editing this out. I'm not ending this out. What are you talking about? I'm recording an episode. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse, but I'm feeling some kind of way. All right, all right. I'll call you back. Did I mention any names? Mom, I'm recording. No, you didn't. Really, you just said BS. Oh, good. All right, then. We'll keep that shit in the outside. All right, then, man. Bye. See? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yo, that's great. I didn't plan that. No bullshit. I did not plan that. That that just happened. Um, well then, now you now but the best part about this is you see that my mom is authenticating the story. I'm not making this shit up. My dad had to learn how to do a do the bop with a fucking broomstick. With a broomstick. Speaking of broomsticks, shout out to the to the, to the Sixers. We swept Brooklyn. Boston, you next. Well, that's if Boston gets out of this round. We're still waiting. Um, you know, that's neither here nor there. Philly, don't forget residency, me, Usher, May 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th. All right. Tickets in the link in the description. All right. Also, really big fan, of course, of Miles Davis. I mean, if we talking, you know, I know I said my dad is the best, you know, but let's be real, right? Miles Davis as a trumpet player is the gold standard. Miles Davis as a, Miles Davis is the gold standard. Standard. When we talk about trumpet players, you cannot mention the instrument 
the trumpet without Miles Davis. Like, if you talk about the trumpet, you have to talk about Miles Davis. You cannot, you cannot, the story of trumpets. Motherfucker, if you in, if you at a music store and you see, and you see a trumpet, literally, it should say trumpet, Miles Davis. That's it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. Nobody plays the trumpet like him. Miles Davis, trumpet. That, that, like, in the dictionary, a synonym for trumpet should be Miles Davis. So, but uh, this was the album Roundabout Midnight um, as a jazz album. I mean, look, if y'all know jazz, y'all know this is a ring. Roundabout Midnight, you cannot tell the story of jazz music without this album. This is a ring. Uh, this came out. I am looking for the year. This came out. Wait a minute. When did it come out? Hold up. Can't. I can't see Columbia Records. Highly guaranteed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what's what's the year? What's the year? My bad, y'all. I apologize. I'm just sitting here uh, looking up when this album came out. If not, you know what? Instead of looking at the album. Let me Google. Let me let me fact check. Around uh, about midnight, album Miles Davis came out March fourth, nineteen fifty seven. Nineteen fifty seven. As a matter of fact, yeah, damn, that's my that's all. Is that Gary's birthday? Anyway, March fourth, nineteen fifty seven. This album, I mean, this album has been out damn near seventy years, and it still slaps. This album has been out damn near 70 years and it still slaps. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is the definition of a ring. Like, what do we... I, I hate when you guys be wanting to call shit classic and it ain't classic. Y'all know I hate it. This 70, almost 70 fucking years, and it still slaps? You could play this in Nordstrom, and you wouldn't even know it came out in 1957. Miles Davis. Last but not least, my dad put me on to Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds. I like Donald Byrd. I'm trying to see when this came out. Doesn't say the oh, it got the year in Roman numerals. Kind of shit is this? This look like MCM. That's nineteen hundred. L is fifty. Uh, XX. So it's nineteen. This album came out in nineteen seventy three. MCM. LXX. III. Nineteen seventy three. Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds. Um, that's a good album. It's a good album. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. So here's what I want, want to leave y'all with on this episode today. I want to leave you with this. Do me a favor and expand your music palette. Do not just sit in one type of genre of music. And do not sit in one type of style of music. Yes, we know we love hip-hop. Yes, we know we love R&B. But get, it, get yourself into all other types of music, whether it be funk, Jazz, uh, you know, uh, ED, uh, what is it, EDM? Like, get get into something. Get into be 
what country? Listen to some country records. Like be well well rounded. I I hate people who just box themselves in and just want and just listen to one or two particular things and that's it. Like, don't get me wrong. There could be things that are your favorite. But if you know me, you know for a fact that on any given different on any given day, I could either be listening to some hardcore hip hop, I could be listening to gospel, I could be listening to jazz, I could be listening to country, I could be listening to rock, funk, RB. It don't matter. If it sounds the fuck good, I want to hear it. So that's the one thing. If I if 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 I don't if I don't say anything else about my father, right? If I don't say anything else about my father, and if I don't, and if I don't, if there's nothing else that my father has ever has left me with, he left me with good fucking ears. He left me with being able to be like, damn, I can appreciate more than one thing. My dad made me cultured. My dad had me, you know, reading and reading sheet music and playing it. My dad had me introduce me to baseball. My dad introduced me to, uh, you know, a lot of things that like the, the average normal black boy doesn't get introduced to. And I want you guys, men, if you listen to this podcast, put your sons and your daughters on. Pass down what your parents gave to you, what you've learned over the years, and pass it to somebody else. I own my father's record collection. I own my father's cookbook. They ain't going nowhere. Those are personal items to me that will always live. My dad will never fucking die. When you looking at Clint Coley, you are looking at Mr. Herm's son. If some, if I took a time machine and walked around with my dad, my dad was 35 in 1988. My dad was 35 in 1988. If I'm walking around 1988, people be like, damn, I could switch places with the nigga. That's how, you know, like, you be like, oh, that's like, there's parts about me my mom will say, that's, that's Herman. He got, he, that's Herman. And I thank my father for that. I thank you, man, for sharing, sharing good music with me, dog. If I'm going to honor you in any way, and 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 talk about you and, and talk about how hard it is since it's been since you left. The one way I got to do that is this podcast and the World Series of Spades is for you. Those projects are dear to me because they're dear to my dad. And I wish he was here because he would definitely tell me how proud he is of me. So, I thank y'all for listening. I thank y'all for allowing me to have the space to talk about what my dad gave me. And I hope you guys can give it to somebody else too. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for laughing. This podcast is over. Oh, jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana.
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.